You're listening to the City World Radio Network. High-definition digital radio broadcasting from the city to the world. www.cityworldradio.com And welcome to Morph Mom Moments. What an exciting night we have tonight. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Lisa Burgery, and my amazing, amazing guest, Kate the Gentist, who's the creator of The Other F Word, the newest, hottest hit on the Amazon series, um, the Amazon channel. It is literally one of the funniest, best, exciting, I, I can't say enough about it, series that I've ever seen. Um, and before we head into our amazing interview tonight. I just want to tell those who are new to my show tonight uh, about sort of what you've walked into. And those who are returning, I apologize for any uh, for, for repeating what I've said in the past. I'm Kathleen Smith. I'm the founder of Morph Mom. About four years ago, I sort of came up with this idea. I'd been a prosecutor in a previous life, uh, had kids. I stopped. And I what I thought was going to be, you know, six months, a year, Two years turned into 14 years, and they were not as willing to accept me back as I thought they would be had it been maybe only six months. Um, tried to sort of figure out what to do at that point, and I really had no idea. I had no confidence. I had no contacts. I had no direction and sort of no sense of self at that point. Having been home for so long, I was no longer a lawyer. My third child didn't think I was a lawyer. He thought I was making it up to people, which was not exactly encouraging. And I really was in a bit of a funk. And I decided to sort of, I'd been an English major. I thought, all right, I'm going to write a children's book. I gave that a shot. Didn't go so well. And I thought, well, what, where do I even begin? So rather than reinvent the wheel, I decided, all right, I know how to interview. I was a prosecutor. That's what I could do. Why don't I go out and interview the women who have done it, whatever it is, who have gone out and created new things, who've gone back to old things and started them again, who have, who have, uh, a, a core, something happened in life that they may not have expected. But as a result of that, they went somewhere they never thought they would. And so I sort of invented Morph Mom as those women who had gone out there and done whatever, to, again, it is that they're doing and wanted to share their stories and help others looking to do the same. Uh, that was about four years ago. We started with the website, which is morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. And for those of you listening, I would love if you would all go on tonight and register and sign on because I'm telling you, it's a, just a great community. It's a really positive place, a place where you can go and find support and others who 
will encourage you no matter what. Um, following that year, I started to write for the Huffington Post to share some of the stories that I have. And then I realized that sometimes the virtual experience was not enough for some, that some women wanted the actual physical connection with others. So I travel around the country and I host um, cocktail parties and allow people to meet each other and continue those relationships, hopefully, and continue a morph mom relationship in these different cities. And we started classes, which we're going to hear about a little bit later tonight with my co-host, Lisa Berkery. And now the radio show, which is so much fun. And I just have to throw out there that in January, we have a very, very special thing coming. It's in the works right now. But stay tuned. We have a great event that will be coming in New York City. And we'll sort of combine everything that Morefilm has done over the past four years into one day. So I hope I have sort of whet your appetite and that you'll keep listening. And as the details to come, I promise you it's going to prove to be a really, really inspiring event. Um, so that's basically Morph Mom. And here I am on the radio show. And I sometimes can't believe that I'm sitting on the radio show, sitting here again with my co-host, um, Lisa Berkery, and my amazing, amazing guest, um, Ketha Gentis, who is the creator of The Other F Word. So without further ado, and without further description of Morph Mom, take it away. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> yeah, you. Am I on? Well, I don't even oh, hear you're myself. on. Oh, all right. Hello. Hello, ladies. So Wait, hello. Uh, throw out a question. So, okay. So I've sort of uh, given a little teaser about what it is you do. So let's start with what it is you're doing right now with the other F word. Well, and actually, and to backtrack on what you're saying, um, it's just, I feel like we're all in the same place of just this sort of reinvention and it's exciting because I think we have more energy and more, well, maybe not more sleep than ever, but we don't need as much sleep. So we have more <laughs> hours of the day. Wait, what is sleep? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Sleep is a thing. Isn't there something you sleep when you're dead or something like that? I don't know. But I do, no, I do. So um, in any case, um, I was, I was very much where you were with this sort of having a vibrant career. And, and I do think we live our lives in chapters and we're always doing new things. And all of a sudden I came to this spot where I was like, okay, you know, who am I now? And I'd always been a writer and a storyteller. And really, when people ask me what I am, I say I'm a storyteller. And I feel like storytelling encompasses so much with like from sales to what you've done. Um, it's, you know, it's all about conveying and connecting with an audience. And so anyway, the other F word came about, I was just sort of my kids were getting older. And all of a sudden, I found I had this time on my hands. And was sort of looking at myself. And I said, wow, this is finally this time where I kind of come first. And uh, and I was also sort of in that sort of wait. You know, you spent all this time in this sort of child-centric space where you're just, your whole life revolves around your kids and it's starting to go away. So I think there's a little bit of fear in that where it's like, whoa, I'm like this whole world is going to end. That world. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's other worlds I do right now. But anyway... <laughs> As we know it, as we say, as, as, as REM says it. But in any case, wow, this interview. Well played Ryan, on that one. I'm like, so, well segued. I'm so chill right now. <laughs> Good thing. No, never mind. I was going to talk about things that were ratified this past. <laughs> Let's go to Massachusetts right now. Anyway, so in any case, um, I want to do a story about morphons, basically, because my form of storytelling is cinematic. I went to film school, and I think I did have one of those days where I scratched my head and say, can I put my major to use? And I had studied screenwriting, and I had actually, up until then, had made three feature films. And I was like, what am I going to do next? And I wanted to do a story about this time of life, because I just found that the male midlife crisis had been sort of beaten to death. And not that it's even a crisis, I just found that when all of a sudden women were had this opportunity where like it was me time. Like we came first. We had these times where we put our careers, our husbands, our children first. And finally it was an, kind of, we had permission because I think we do always look for permission that we could come first. And I said, wow, these are great stories. So I felt it was episodic because I felt it was sort of open. I wanted to tell a story like girls for what I kind of called girls for grownups. Cause I would say, look, our kids are in Brooklyn or in college figuring it out. And here we are, you know, it's our, you know, it's our time to figure who we are at and, and restart. And it seemed like a great restarting story. It's, and, and for those of you, again, just joining us, it is one of the most 
it's an amazing series on Amazon, I think, for so many reasons. There are a number of series. There, are, How many episodes are there? So we have eight little episodes because, again, web series is – and, well, it's, it's, it's all called content now. So <laughs> content can take any form, and this is content. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's basically eight little episodes that it only takes an hour of your time, and you get a whole lot of – interesting stuff and fun and it's season one and we're just getting the story started story started <laughs> uh, but i gotta tell you what's fascinating so i sat down on sunday thinking all right and, and i didn't know the time frame so i assumed the first episode was an hour i was willing to give 10 hours i was i was in for the duration it's very very funny it's amazing uh, you're hooked immediately you can't stop watching percent right so yeah. You sit down, and again, like, I don't know about you, Lisa, but I thought, you know, each one would be an hour. I didn't know that going into it. And 10 minutes in, I'm like, wait, it's done? Hold I know, on. and wait. you're sad. You're like, oh my gosh, what's next? Right. And you're but a- luckily, Amazon has this crazy feature that I don't understand <laughs> at my age, but all millennials will understand that somehow it just goes into the next episode, and then it goes into the next episode. And it is so funny. It is so mesmerizing and you are completely entrenched in the story and the characters in everything about it but and then you're very sad that within an hour it's over i wanted it to keep going well yeah and that i mean that was my goal um in creating it and again because i perhaps have a little bit of attention deficit disorder it's <laughs> it's very easy to write things very compact because <laughs> i get bored really easily so i tend to write if i'm bored <laughs> so um no, but that's what I, I wanted. I mean, again, because you talk about the humor, but my humor is very much this sort of heightened reality humor. Yeah. Because I feel like so many times people look at their day and go, oh, my God, like this is, you know, it's kind of also why reality TV is so successful. So I wanted to use, you know, what they call dramedy, use comedy in a, a real life sort of scenario, a heightened reality and create characters that... um you know, that I hoped in creating them were relatable. I wanted to have four kind of women that would be friends, but go on sort of separate journeys starting over. And one actually is not a mom because I felt like I didn't, it sort of centered around moms, but I wanted also to um, incorporate what it's like to be single um, and, you know, being at that age and somebody who actually was never married. So, because I feel like there's all types of women and I want to try to, in a small amount of time, and small space capture as many experiences as possible. And I think you completely succeeded in doing that. And I think especially by representing so many different experiences, it's very inclusive. So I think anyone can feel a part of this. You want to feel that bond with somebody. You want to feel you have this friendship with someone. And in this story, as you guys will see, there are four women who have a great relationship. And I actually really appreciate the fact that they're not all moms. So everyone is sort of included in this bond. And that's it's difficult now. It's difficult to sometimes feel like you're a part of something, but you really do feel like you're a part of this. Well, and just what you were talking about, friendship, because I do think one of the things that I saw in my own life is that I do believe for women, friendships are richer and stronger as you get older. And I think, and you depend on them. I agree. And that's what was important to me because I actually in the show, because so many shows are driven by coupling and obviously there's romance and, you know, some fun little salacious stuff in there. (laughs) But ultimately I wanted it to be women that are kind of driven by their own kind of coming of age journeys, that it's not driven by finding a guy. And it's about friendship because I think at the end, especially as we get over, like our friendships are what keeps us going. I agree. I I identified with it immediately. I have uh, my last child went off to college. I have three children and it's a scary time. And I, I have my own business and I still felt this void of like, what am I gonna do? And there's an episode where I won't give a lot away, but somebody runs away to the Peace Corps. <laughs> and I actually thought to do something like that. And then I'm like, oh, maybe we should adopt. And, you know, I had all these crazy ideas. And then I found Kathleen and Morph Mom. So I am totally satisfied. It's true. Um, but 
in Morph Mom, we found that there is, especially, you know, stay-at-home moms, especially, and not only stay-at-home moms, but even people in careers maybe that they don't love. And um, you lose you lose kind of a, a road to your inner voice of what's important to you. The kids are always so important. And it's always about, you know, putting the kids first, putting the kids first. So Kathleen and I developed this program called What's Next? And it's a small group, sec, you know, sessions where we meet and we ask simple, simple questions to help you get back to what am I passionate about? What makes my heart race? And so when I saw your show, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what we've been doing and developing. And I put a big smile on my face. Well, I love it because orig- the first draft was called Now What? Oh, you're oh, really? kidding. Yeah, no, I mean, it oh was originally gosh. called... Oh, it was, tell us can we steal that? Hold on. <laughs> well, no, it was originally called Now What? And then I think people were like, what now? Next, what's next? Okay, so our original yeah. was called, oh, crap, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> so we had shut that, down. But that was the original yeah, name. Yeah, but it is. It's yeah. like you're just like in panic, like a deer in headlights. Like, okay, the house is really quiet now, and I don't have to run around doing 8 million things for my kids and drive them here and there, and mom, mom mom it all ends very abruptly and it's um it's scary but what's so great is we're finding that once you kind of break through the shell of people especially in these small groups and one person can open up and be honest all of a sudden everyone's like well I can do this I used to be in marketing I'd like to do focus groups well wait a minute I think I'd like to open a store and I'm like why not it's yeah. about baby steps taking that small first step well yeah, yeah. I mean I agree with every and in, and to be honest like from my research because I did a ton of research on that sort of empty nester thing and I don't really want to limit my show to that but I mean whether people with full on you know intense intense satisfying careers you know, their their kids still are first in their lives and they fill yeah, that right. same void because that's what mm-hmm. I was curious about in researching it. Um, and I, you know, I just think that, um, you know, it's, it's such an exciting time for women because we're still very young no matter what our age is. Well, that's is. it. We're and, not ready to retire. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're we're young enough to, to start a whole new career. Right? And, and my, what I hope to do, because... The show is very much about my own personal restarting experience, just like what you women are doing, too. And what we all, I think, hope is that we inspire other people because, like, I wrote a blog myself and it's just my sort of message was you're never too old to dream big. And that's what I think is what you're probably doing in your groups. It's like, don't let anything. That's true get in your way like way of what mm-hmm. you want and it's never too late you should never have that negative thought well i'm too old or i'm too this or too that right. no you now is the time go for whatever know, you ever but you'd be surprised to. how many women don't have that confidence yeah. until you bring it out of them and that's what you're trying and i think to do. and i think your show yeah. will show that also you know like you know well that's take where risks. i hope my success and that's what i've been fortunate is from the people that have either read read about it through the blogs that I've written about it is that I do inspire people because that's when I'd be like, look, I was like a stay-at-home suburban. I mean, I'd worked, worked part-time, I'd stopped, and then I was just was like, you know what, I want to be a filmmaker again. And people saw me as, a, you know, as a soccer mom. And I and you just, and there were hurdles and obstacles, and then you, you just, there's always going to be, and you just persevere. And I think it's really tough to, Sue, when you said people saw you as... The soccer mom, right? So it's very easy, I think, to fall into the category that people assume you should fall into. And it's really hard to get out of that. So when I, just a crazy example, when I started Morphon, people looked at me and thought, are you kidding? Like, what are you yeah. doing? I don't understand what you're doing. This is not yeah. you. And it's very hard to get past that. It's very, very difficult to get past, which is crazy because you spend most of your time teaching your kids do what you think you should do, do what they want to do. It doesn't matter what other people think. I don't know, though, after staying home for a long time, it's really hard to get out there and do something when you know that the other soccer moms or whoever it is are kind of looking at you thinking, really? Like, what are you doing? Like, is But it I really feel gonna... like you don't – like, that's what I think is the freeing thing of, of this stage of life. And like I said, when you were talking before what the F stands for, and it's really cool because there's many things. Like originally in the context of the show, it was about this sort of turning 50, 
and being in your 40s. So it covered 50s, 40s. But my sort of main thing, and that's why I also actually kind of attribute to childbirth. I feel like once a baby's come out of you, <laughs> there's nothing you can't do. Right. So I used to be like, that used that when I was younger. I would like have scary things. I'm like, I went I... through three and a half hours of labor. <laughs> I could do anything. But I just think then you get older and you sort of, I think when you're, that's another thing about this time of life as a mom, like you are so living, like you're so worried about judgment, living your life for others. And I think you get to be able to, you're like, if I do this morph moms, what, what it's, first of all, it's no regrets because if I don't do it now, I don't want to be that old person, the really old person that's like in the nursing home going, you know, I wish I ever, I did that. Murph Murph Morph (laughs) so it's like that's why I feel like it's no fear and no regret I agree it's like no no foul no harm like yeah so you go out there and you give it a shot and what I love about the other f word is that you also bring humor into it and we like if there's humor in this we can get through anything literally I I kill somebody in my pilot I make you laugh (laughs) (laughs) but really like in all of your in all of these episodes it's these four women who sit there and kind of they they bring a, a sort of levity to the situation where they sort of make you realize like, all right, you know what? We're going to give it a shot. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it is what it is. And I think that is what is so significant and so important and at our age. So when you get out of college and you're so worried and you're so stressed and it's got to be right. Okay. So we've been through, we've been thrown up on, we've been, yeah, you name right, it, yeah. it's happened to us. And now we're trying it again. And if it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. So What? So well, what? We I, try again. Yeah. I said it. So I was doing research for another script and I went to police academy for a day. <gasps> oh my God. That's my dream. <laughs> well, so I went the to way. the police academy. Somebody had brought me in and this guy who's going through training is getting yelled at. You know, they do that sort of intense and the guy fell apart. I'm like, really? Like my kids yell at me and tell me how much <laughs> they hate me all day long. I'm like, really? You can't handle that? <laughs> Toughen up. And he like, fell that? apart. I'm like, Really? Somebody just like telling you, like, it was like, yeah. So I think, and that, but that is, I think, because I, like I said, I have a couple of hashtags, which is probably obnoxious, but you know, I have this <laughs> no fear, no regrets. And I have this power of mom thing because I do think it's like, and I think what you're dealing with in your sort of, people do not realize how capable yeah, and right, strong right. you are just by managing raising children. It's true. It's and, true. And I we've talked about that. It's like don't discount your last twenty years of experience raising your kids and being on the all these boards and PTAs and, you know, just organizing a million different things. Work. It's I mean the the, the juggling <laughs> and you know, it's just crazy. Um, you and know. I, I I have to throw in because I'm the one who screwed up a lot. So don't discount like I made a, like, forgetting this and forgetting that. And yet, I think the greatest learning experience from that was I was not the mom who was perfect, who the kids yeah. were fed at a certain time. I don't know if I went to the grocery store. There's no or, mom who's right? perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, who yeah. were picked up from the field. <laughs> that into. But I, I made, like, a ton of mistakes. But then you kind of look back and you think, all right, but they were sort of little mistakes like everybody got through it and everyone was okay and, and your kids are amazing and, and, so. but but it's like that almost gave me the encouragement and the strength to go ahead with morph mom because yeah. I was like you know what I made a lot of mistakes and it's okay like we kind of get through it and I kind of that was actually part of the reason that I think I was able to go forward with this because it was pretty scary when I started this I had no idea what I was doing well, I always None. felt like when your kids go to therapy they're going to blame me anyway so it doesn't really matter what you do I'm so screwed when they go to therapy I'm going to be a, a reality TV show of me when they go to therapy for this but I think like even that like sort of realizing like it's okay like there are little mistakes or big mistakes and you just sort of figure it out along the way and I think like we were saying like in the tw- in our 20s that was devastating. Like, what do I do? It's got to be the right step. If I give this up, am I making a wrong choice? It could affect my life forever. All you want to do is please your boss. Right, so, yeah. right. And now at this age, it's sort of like, yeah, let's give it a shot. It's kind of a cool idea. It might work. It might not work. And if it doesn't, mm-hmm. we go again. <laughs> so that brings me actually to another question. So 
Uh, oh, here's a big one. So, speaking is there a of which, test at the end? So, <laughs> there is. And as you can tell, I am a terrible grader, so don't worry about it. Um, so the other F word. Yes. And Lisa and I were talking about this before. So what is the other F word? So when we're talking about this, like, so you hit this age and you go ahead and you're like, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, I'm sure many people have interpreted that were to be well, many different thing, things because it's 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 nice that it's open because like i don't mean to be like whatever like coy with that but it was like i said and in the context of the show it's you know because there are those words you don't say out loud and i felt <laughs> that was one of them well sometimes <laughs> there's certain <laughs> words you don't say out loud and that it was like oh yeah there's you know that age and i do think that is a huge defining age because for many of us when we turn like we're so entrenched in kids kids that it's like well who cares about that (laughs) whatever and then we're so that's where it was but again that was what originally stand for but there were so many amazing like feminist like there's so many great words that started with f that i got really lucky Mm -hmm. and like i said it was originally now what that got confusing and then i just sort of I, i forgot how it became the other f word but it just was amazing because there were so many great F words. So I felt like originally it was 50 or 40 and then it could just encompass all these amazing words for women that start with F. I, I, even as we're sitting here talking about it, like all these F words and some, I won't say for those G rated listeners. Well, and I said like, (laughs) I think that's, but by the way, just to digress, that's an important F word because that was, important because so here just to do sorry to interrupt but so i you know i have some product placement and some sponsors and i was meeting with somebody um who's you know was helping with some marketing she goes oh i was at a blogger conference and adam and eve is looking to get bloggers to talk about stuff but i'm kind of embarrassed because my mom reads my blog and, (laughs) and i go i don't have a problem with that so the point being is that i do believe that sexuality is very and we should not be desexualized there were like the whole mom jeans thing like i'm not <laughs> saying like i think it's important that women on a feminist level consider themselves a sexual being mm-hmm. no matter what age they are and on their own terms of course i a hundred percent agree with that and that's what i love about this because the series uh, so so the series takes on some pretty serious issues and it, it does regard i mean it, it just does when you watch it like where we are and what we do. And it takes it with such a great comedic turn to it. So you can get through it. But at the same time, they're pretty underlying, pretty serious things. And so when you walk away from it, however it affected you. So I was thinking like, you know, like you said, 40, 50, feminism, fear. I mean, there's so many different things. Friendship. That's right. That could come into play with this. And that's what I think is so. And family. Family. I mean, everything. And, And when I tell you guys. Anyone out there listening, when you watch this, you will walk away with all of these terms and many more. It really touches upon so it touches upon everything we're going through, and there's a lot we're going through right now. Yeah, well, and I so thank time. you for that because and mm-hmm. and really when I sat down, I thought, oh, this you know I'm going to watch, and I as I said before, I was ready to watch ten hours of television, which is very <laughs> She's- sort of telling of my Sundays <laughs> and my kids are still at home, but I was ready to watch 10 hours straight of television. But it, there's something about it that you just, you are completely entrenched. You are completely involved with every single character in Have there. I told you I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but could you do it again? <laughs> um, but there, there's something about every character. So every character is relatable in this, whether or not you're in the same situation as that character, hundred percent relatable. And just the overall situation is relatable. And then I've got to tell you, the friendship is enviable. So when you look at this friendship of these four women, it's a pretty enviable situation. And whether or not their lives are going perfectly or not, it doesn't matter. Because they've got this backbone of these four women a friend of, of strong friendship. So when at the end of it, I sort of came with the other F word was sort of friendship. Yeah. Well, and that's what, like, again, I, you know, because you don't want... If you, I took Buddhism in college, you don't want a word or names to define you. So it's nice that, you know, like, again, you come up with a title and, and like I said, I'm so, I feel so 
like said, like just grateful and affirm that you, because when you're a creator, you hope that people see what your vision was and connect. And like I said, this has been a really tough journey because, you know, there's a lot of people that still, I think as a woman, like I, like, and again, cause I, we all, I don't know. I, I think you did like, I mean, when you're a woman in your twenties, like you have all this power, mm-hmm. like those are these awesome right, years. Right. And I think it's mm-hmm starts to go away and you go through this sort of invisible stage and and then all of a sudden you come out of it and you're like okay here I am world and then I'm like oh shoot I'm still invisible (laughs) (laughs) so um it but I mean I and that's why I just feel like you just can't let anything stand in your way and that's what's so amazing about the times we're in right now is that there's all these platforms that you can get your word out and hopefully connect and then hopefully people like share your podcast because or what is it, internet radio it's on a podcast is it podcast? well it will it well called? just so you know you'll be on a podcast right. it's like one of those commercial yeah. breaks when you're like hold on a minute mm-hmm. you will be on an itunes right. podcast yeah. and more fun moments tomorrow because we're back into buddhism <laughs> where we're not defining terms but regardless it you know the power of word of mouth is really and and that's what you hope is that you know, I'm grateful for the people because you create art to connect with people. And that's, and like, for me, that's the most important thing for me. Cause when you were telling me your stories, I just connected with how you helped people. And that's where, no, I mean, I think that's amazing. And it's such a great place. So that's where, when you, if you can make somebody laugh or make somebody connect, like that's just an amazing, amazing thing. Like and that you cherish, I think. I think so too. I think there's so much going on in yeah. the world right now. And if you could walk away from some sort of an interaction where you felt like you actually did have a connection, be it laughter, be it whatever it is, whatever emotion that, you know, transcends from that yeah. interaction, I do think it, it is so meaningful. And when you think about all the bad stuff that's going on right now, you walk away and you're like, God, I connected with someone today. I do. I think it's huge. Well, and and that's all this negative about social media, too, is just how it keeps us away. And that's, I think, what's the value of us. And that's why I was like, I used to joke around like, oh, I'm making movies so I can have more Facebook friends. Like, because when I joined Facebook, my daughter's like, you have 30 friends. You're a loser. (laughs) Because, you know, that's what we all did. Our kids were on Facebook and then we're like, we're getting one of those. They're like. 30 friends oh I'm like oh if I make movies I'll get more Facebook friends mm-hmm. but then I would be like oh. I am now your Facebook friend yeah, by no, the way but then I'm like but I have to meet these people because and we can't lose sight of that and I think there's so much value to how you can initially connect with people through this sort of virtual place but it's so awesome when you can have this sort of intimacy and connection with people I don't know that's just me so I, I want to go back a little bit so Prior to coming up with this amazing, amazing, amazing Amazon series that you should all be watching as soon as you're done listening to our show tonight. Oh, while you're wishing. That's right. As we multitask. No, no, no. Hold on. Wait 20 minutes and then go watch the show. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Give me the 20 minutes. Hold on. Um, but I'm telling JK. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I am telling you, you will laugh for one straight hour. You will. No, no. Better yet. You're not just going to laugh. You're going to feel. It's so nice to feel for a straight hour and feel good and bad and sad. It's just going to make me cry. (laughs) But I mean that. Like, I really did. Like, I felt felt every emotion they were feeling. We've gone through that. We've gone through that with friendships. Hopefully. Hopefully you have, right? The good and the bad. But I think that's what's so significant about this is that you really do understand what every character is going through. But tell us a little bit about before creating this series and how you came to do that. Well, yeah. So about 10 years or so, <laughs> I was at the sidelines of a soccer game <laughs> going, how did I get here? <laughs> because I felt like I was this sort of post-feminist woman that grew up that you can have it all and do it all. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, I'm sort of not. <laughs> and... um and so I started writing again, and and which I was 
and then I felt like, whoa, who cares about my stories? I live in this very small life now. I'm not urban. I'm in suburbia and I'm writing, like, who cares? And I started writing. And then, so it, which led to me producing because all my fabulous friends from the movie business were doing really cool things and they weren't going to read my, and I, like when you're talking about yours, like it's like dog life in the movie business. If you leave for 10 years, it's like 70 years. Like you're done. Yeah, you're done. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, who were you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you need a favor. Like, you know, it's this whole thing. Oh, you're not really a friend. You're just somebody who wants to use me. So, and it was the year of Napoleon Dynamite. And I'm like, oh, you can make independent films. Like, this is the year. And, and so that was when I made my first film. So it was called, I wrote a script and it had a different name. Everything changes names. And it was about a donor inseminated single mom it was based on a woman I met on a skiing vacation where she had this little boy that looked absolutely nothing like her. And she told me all about how she came to be a donor inseminated single mom. And I was like, wow, like this is, would be kind of a cool story. Cause like now we know all our, where our dogs came from. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> So I was like, so anyway, so that I wrote that script and then I had a sales background and I jokingly, I ran a soccer tournament, the Maroon soccer tournament in our town. I was like, whoa, I've run a soccer tournament. I could make a movie. <laughs> and then I, you know, was like figured I'd sales. I could rate. And I said to the woman I was working on, like, please just tell me this story is value because I probably could pull this off. I just don't want it to be in vain. So that was my first film. And it was, I got it to Vanessa Williams and she's like, I love this script. And I raised the money and we went into production. Oh my God, you can't do this. You're I, now on I Facebook have, Live. Hold on. I, I have ADD. You can't do this. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be, which really means saying. I'm life giving. So I'm putting myself on. Okay. And we're going and then down I was to in fifth grade. Wait, no, that's not where we were in the story. Where we were. <laughs> All right. Keep so listening. Anyway, Amazing so okay. story. I made a first film. And it was the scariest thing I ever did um, when we went to production because I thought, oh, you know, it just it doesn't cost a lot of money. And it always costs more money than you think, like any venture. And I was always afraid I was going to lose my house, lose my friends. And um, and we got a deal with Warner Brothers for that film. That's so exciting. Yeah. yeah it had to be like, yeah. I made it. So I was pretty yeah. like... Whew. And then we actually are net profits right now. So that was pretty exciting that not only I paid all my, because all these people, like, you're like, oh, here's my business plan. This is how you're going to recoup. And then you go into production and post and you're like, oh, that's not really how you do it, is it? Well, that's all a fallacy, all that stuff in those books. But we, um, we were able, you know, we got a deal with Warner Brothers and it did well. And Vanessa got, Williams got Ugly Betty, so that really helped us. Timing was really good. Although it did mess me up because we had to push production up uh, because of it. And my uh, kids were not in camp yet. <laughs> but in any case, and then I just um, kept going because I thought everybody would call me back and they didn't uh, to say, hey, what do you got next? And I kept writing and making movies and doing it and persevering. And that's what my advice to everybody is you just... You got to keep doing it and you got to keep learning and listening because I do think it's hard, whatever your entrepreneurial venture is. And it's important to like listen and learn and connect and ask questions. And so three features later, here I am now. And, and as I said to you, like, I, like I said, jokingly, I was about Facebook friends and I do have quite a few now, mm-hmm. but it was, it's about the people you meet and my thing is there's no failure if you enjoy the journey because I did marathons I went through a marathon running phase two because I was like oh my kids are in nursery school I've got two and a half hours what can I do (laughs) so I was like oh you could run a marathon and that was back to the once you've delivered a child I'm like (laughs) so my marathons I was like how'd that go (laughs) I felt like if I could keep my marathon race under my delivery time I was all good (laughs) which I did that's awesome I know I didn't I did this marathon team and training, and then I qualified for Boston. So I'm like, oh, I gotta do Boston, and that was where I came. My stories came from because you, when you run 20 miles, people talk, and it was, yeah, and you'd start telling stories, and right. and that's where it comes from. <laughs> so that is fascinating. So your third 
feature film. Yes. Was Bad Parents. That was Bad Parents. So tell us about that. Did that come from a story? Wait, well, that was I, I have to back up though. Yeah. How do you talk when you're running 20 miles? How do you, like, converse when you're running the marathon well, to get the stories? Well, it's kind of, yeah. I yeah. can't make it a block, so I'm very uh, curious about this. I know, because friends would be like, I know. That was that time where I'm like, we're running from one end of New Jersey <laughs> to the other. People are like, and you think that's fun? <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, so, um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> so, so tell me about, so your third yeah. fe- feature film before the yes, Amazon with series. With Parents. Was bad parents. So tell yeah. us about that and how that came to be. And I'm so curious. Did that come to be during a marathon run? Yeah. Well, no. I think that was after the first film. That was I was done with marathoning because then my kids were in all day school, so I had more time to film. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did some work. I was working till like also. So yeah. So bad parents. Yeah. So that was basically a sort of like as I was going through in that sort of helicopter parenting world at that time before it had a definition and I was just like wow we are living and vicariously through our children we are so defined by our children I was on well because also I I was an athlete myself as you can maybe I guess like so I played (laughs) tennis in college and I has I had a scholarship so I did d1 sports and I was like, oh, wow, I'm hanging around with all these ladies. In my old life, I had, like, a very diverse world, and I was a tomboy. I'm like, how do I be around more men? I'm like, oh, let's go on some sports. No, that's not really how it happened. <laughs> I was playing sports, and everybody was complaining about the bureaucracy of these sports sports. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get involved to help, because I think complaining sucks. you got to do something about it. And then I would go to these sports meetings and they go to midnight and one in the morning with all these men. I'm like, wow, these guys actually like we're like raising our kids and have time on our hands. These guys have to get up to work and leave at six in the morning. Why is this so important? So I started to analyze why is every weekend at every party we're talking about our kids and sports. Why is this the most important thing? So I kind of wanted to do sort of a sociological list because I thought it was very funny behavior of sideline sports parents and soccer moms was kind of funny but I also thought what's in it for these men that have such a vested interest so that's kind of where bad parents came from where I want to look at the root of it and kind of look at it kind of on these sort of existential sociological and it was like I said it was originally a play called it's all about the kids so what, so for those of us listening out tonight and who are so interested in like, how, how did you bring that to life? Like, how did you then, so it was a play, yeah. but now it then becomes a screenplay and then becomes a feature film. How? Like, how do you even do that? I, you know what? That's like, that's a whole nother hour. But I mean, and I had really good stories on that. Like, I had like some great stories on how I raised money for all these films. Like, because... I would always say, I never ask for money. You just present opportunities. And then they're like, oh, can I invest? I'm like, okay. But, um, yeah, you just, I don't even know. I don't even think that's like there's an answer. I think, and I think you guys are there. I think you have, if you have passion Mm -hmm. and energy, I think people, and I would always be Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I'll get you your money back, but I promise you, you'll have a good time. So a lot of investments won't provide that opportunity for you. (laughs) And I also always believed it being honest. Like I would present like going, this is what we're doing. Here are the risks. I really like, I can't promise anything, but I will promise you that I take my fiduciary responsibility to you very seriously as an investor. And I will do everything to make sure that you get, you know, that you get the best return on your investment. And, and clearly you did. Because then Bad Parents becomes one of the best movies out there. Like, it's just, <laughs> it is such a fascinating and exemplary Morph Mom story about what you did from your experience. And you just sort of, like, went into something and you did it. And it just excelled. And I think where we, you just always, always as a writer and a creator, because you guys are creative and creative, you have to be ruthlessly honest. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so important. And then you have to be authentic. And that's the thing that I've heard from other things. You can't be somebody else. And that's when you talk to young people. You're like, they're always like, you want to look to mentors and you want to be open to people helping you. But in the end, it's your voice and you have to find that. And that's what we're talking about at our age. Mm-hmm. 
there's a value like you need these life experiences to sort of come closer to who your authentic voice is and that's all my stories are about sort of being a stranger in your own land and that's kind of what I always like to tell these stories about those sort of journeys of like this is my place because I always feel like we many of us feel like we don't belong in our own place and that's what I love. So I have a 20-year-old, about to be 21-year-old daughter. And, I, when, and she currently is abroad, so she can't see this right now. But when she comes back and sees this, um, that's what I think is so important about this. It, and, what, and, and I'm going back now to the other F word yeah. on Amazon. So I guess because I'm so not technologically advanced, she probably could see it there. <laughs> I don't quite well, understand what country all is she in, actually. In Italy. I'm not exactly No, she can't see sh- it on okay. Amazon. She can uh, see it on Vimeo and okay, Amazon. So now in Italy. I feel better because I'm not exactly no, sure. No, they how only this have works. a couple of territories, but it <laughs> is on Vimeo in Italy. Shoo. <laughs> um, but I think that. Your message is important twofold. It's important to all the morph moms out there like our age, the other F word being maybe the 40s and the 50s yeah. doing it. But also the younger generation going into this, like how about a little bit of laughter in this? How about a little bit of humor to what you're doing? It's such a tough time. And I, I think even now, tougher for them than it was for us when we did this. Like there is no there's no room for laughing. It's sort of like you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And now we in our, at 50, 40, 50 can look back and sort of say. Well, but it's, well, yeah, because what you're saying is like younger people have seen this show and especially the in quote, unquote, like millennials. They have like, yeah, no, we like they're like we loved. And I, I think it's it's. They loved, this, they loved it. Yeah, yeah they loved yeah. it. And they're like, but we they, can connect. And so we funny because I was talking yeah. to my son on the train coming in tell him about the show and he's oh i love i love when they're short and i said i said you will love this show he goes would i like it i said absolutely because you will see me in that yeah. <laughs> you will pick the person out who's the, who you identify and i've been curious to see who he picks well and the kids and, are in the show too yeah and um he's like all right i'm gonna check it out yeah well no so. and it's funny because like i said i did a a screening party and these people got there like no you kind of threw us under the because i was joking around that hollywood's upset with them but I have no I have a lot of young I mean I feel like first of all and there's been studies about this that how our kids very much are like the millennials identify with our age group too and they're it's all blending like it's not like the old days where we saw our moms as those old people and like so I went to a party my daughter is 23 like lives with us in New York City because like why would she want to and but I enjoy having (laughs) I jokingly call her my roommate not my daughter and I got invited to this very cool party on election night and I was like hey Sally do you want to come with me to this party she's like yeah like it wasn't even like a thought right that's great and so I think that's what's kind of inter- I mean then I would be like they listen to our music like you know like and I think and they wear we like we share clothes so I think there is this blending and again it's they're universal stories it's universal and that's what I think with the girls and us like I don't think they're separate I think they're the same and again these younger people had seen it were like Oh my God. First of all, one, we emulate you. We want to, like, I dress like, like, I want to be part of your age group. And then my daughter said, well, if it wasn't that I could feel like you wrote about me, I would love this show. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh my goodness. There, there's so many things. And, it, and what I also love about it is it is completely relatable. There's no way you're going through one episode with not relating to one thing that has come up in this group. But there's one, there's one episode in particular, which, as I sit here drinking my beer tonight, is probably clearly... No, I'm drinking my wine applies. to hear what this, which episode it is. <laughs> it's, they all come together, and they end up, they have a night drinking. Oh, the last episode. Oh, my God. Not and the they Instagram play, one. I never... <laughs> I, I literally... I, I could not stop laughing during it, ever. <laughs> but it's just all these things that sort of... What's so great about it is it brings you back to what you were, and at the same time completely supports who you are now. Yeah. So it's, it's so nostalgic. Like I thought about all the times I played those games and all the times I did that. But I'm still that person. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. Like I'm still the person who did all of that. I played I never. I, I did all that stuff. But now I just have a, a, a broader perspective about things. Like, And I think um, it's sort of easier to look at things than it was back then. I agree, uh, yeah. Uh, it's more forgiving. And that fearlessness because... 
like yeah like you just don't it like like what you said earlier like with your kids like it in the end in the big picture it's it's not it is what it, it's not a big deal <laughs> no and we're gonna get through it yeah you gotta get through it you don't really have a choice so you're gonna have to so you might as well laugh yeah well that was always my thing that was my take on existentialism when i would always like get writer's block i go to them and i feel like sartre and all those people are like okay god is dead the world is a bad place we could either kill ourselves or we could make a joke out of it. <laughs> What's going on? Is Wait, that is that? Oh, we have a caller. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought it was my friend. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Morph Mom. Hi. Who, and, and, hi. who are we talking to on Morph Mom Moments? You're talking to Beth. This is Kathy. Yes. Hello, Beth. Welcome to Morph Mom Moments. I didn't know when to call in, but I have to tell you, I binge-watched all the episodes today. Is it not the funniest thing you've ever seen in your entire life? Please be nice. <laughs> I, I love it, and, and the effort is just it's fabulous. Wait, wait, wait. So, so it is fabulous. I'm going to... Another F word. <laughs> and it was fabulous, and it resonated so much with me, and it was like sex in the city, but for me, for where I am, where you are, with my kids finally gone, maybe F is for finally, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, so, Beth, tell us, um, so for listeners out there, um, again, I'm sitting here with the creator of the other F word, the new Amazon series, the hit series that is phenomenal. Beth, tell us what it was about the F, the other F word that really um, struck a chord with you. You know what it was? I could, I could see myself there. I could see myself at that point in life. But I think one of the most, and it's a funny show, but there was a poignant moment when Amy goes for the job interview oh, yeah. back to where she went to work. Yeah. And I could see myself going back to where I went to work and the people look at me going, oh, no, you, you've, you know, we've moved on. <laughs> and you don't know what to do here. And I'm like, oh, that's my big fear. And there I was in this funny show. And I'm going, that's me. That's me. <laughs> it is, it's, it's brutal watching her in that interview. And you're feeling it in your stomach as she's saying it. Well, it's funny because I, mean, I actually wrote season this this scene where w- there's a great scene in the next season where there's a little comeuppance. So. <laughs> okay, so I, so I enjoyed a lot more when they were accusing, so when they're like when they're playing I, playing the drinking game. But I, I kept thinking about that one moment, and and that just resonated. And I watched all it, it was great. And I'm thinking, that's it. No, there has to be more. And I'm going through the I'm going through the challenge. Yes, where is there? And when it's over, right? Yeah. Please. Oh, thank you so much. So, so I loved it. Um, thanks so much. I'm going to keep listening. Well, well, I'm pleased. And like, I'm like, because like, I'm up against a really steep challenge. So if you could just share with all your friends, it's greatly appreciated. Oh, I have to. I can't wait. I, we have a group of friends. Like, you know, I'm fortunate like those women to have a group of friends. And I have to tell them, you have to watch it. It could be us. And we, we could end up like those women the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of happened with my friends. Just saying. <laughs> and I think so that, I swear, for putting it out there. My takeaway is just having those friendships is so special. Like, oh, it, being lucky enough to have those. So I cannot believe this. Everyone, we have one minute left. Oh, I, we could talk. We got to read this quote forever and ever. Oh, okay. oh, hold on. We have one minute hold left. On. Beth, okay. everyone, hold on. Okay. Um, this quote. Um, is by our guest and I found it online and this just sums up everything. Um, she says, or I could have you say it no, or I should read it. it. Okay. <laughs> Cause I just thought this was awesome. Live no fear, no regrets every day to quote rent no day, but today we are at a stage of our life where we are best equipped to take risks and new challenges do your homework, research exhaustedly, and reach out to friends for support, and then just go for it. That's awesome. Loved it. Well played. Yes, yes. And with that, I have to say, that is if that's not the mantra of Morph Mom, I, I can't thank you it's enough, Lisa, for even bringing that up. Um, everyone, thank you tonight for listening. We're like 30 seconds in. I'm going to get cut off. I, I can't thank everybody tonight, our amazing guest. Everybody tonight, as soon as we hang up, you need to go watch the other F word on the Amazon um, series. And please leave a, uh, give us five stars. 
and yes. put a nice comment. <laughs> and, and trust me, it is deserving. And we can't wait for season two, and we can't wait for everything else that you do. Thank you tonight for everyone. Uh, thank you all for coming back to More Fun Moments, and we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Honorably in our nation's armed forces, and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Hi, I'm Janice Ian. Do you remember how excited you were at the start of summer every year and how the summer just started to drag on after a few months and you couldn't wait to get back to school, see your old friends, make new friends, get new books and a new locker and a clean slate? Well, you should have been excited about music class, too, because that was a special room where you went to sing, perform with your friends, and learn all kinds of interesting stuff about great composers, instruments, different kinds of music and songs. We remember our music teachers because they were so passionate about helping us learn to love music. They helped to spark a love for listening to notes and voices and rhythms that continues to enrich our lives even today. I bet your kids feel the same way about music class. Ask them and make sure they get involved with music in school and in their lives. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, and the National Anthem Project, the campaign to restore America's voice through music education. Music, part of a sound education. Voted number one jazz cabaret club by New York Magazine, the Metropolitan Room is one of the most critically acclaimed venues in New York City and is known as the home for big-name talents and rising stars. Known as a celebrity hangout, the Metropolitan Room is a high-end cabaret and jazz club and brings the best in live music to New York City every night of the week. Fabulous award-winning Broadway, TV, film, and radio performers take the stage in an intimate 115-seat elegant venue. Aside from the great highly professional artistic shows and audience, Metropolitan Room provides an exceptional appetizer and dessert menu as well as exotic and specialty drinks prepared by top New York City bartenders. The Metropolitan Room is located at 34 West 22nd Street, conveniently located near public transportation. For information or reservations, call area code 212-206-0440. Once again, the area code is 212-206-0440. Or go to their website at www.metropolitanroom.com. Sparky the Fire Dog here. Protect your family from fire. Make sure your home has smoke alarms in every bedroom, outside your sleeping areas, and on every level of your home, even your basement. For games and activities, go to sparky.org. We want to keep you, your family, and your community safer from fire. This message brought to you by the National Fire Protection Association and your local fire department. Visit sparky.org. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a value that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. The vet.
Hi, I'm Janice Ian. Do you remember how excited you were at the start of summer every year and how the summer just started to drag on after a few months and you couldn't wait to get back to school, see your old friends, make new friends, get new books and a new locker and a clean slate? Well, you should have been excited about music class, too, because that was a special room where you went to sing, perform with your friends, and learn all kinds of interesting stuff about great composers, instruments, different kinds of music and songs. We remember our music teachers because they were so passionate about helping us learn to love music. They helped to spark a love for listening to notes and voices and rhythms that continues to enrich our lives even today. I bet your kids feel the same way about music 